Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dr. Wheel Show, where I interview educators and entrepreneurs on leveling up. Each week, I zoom in someone who's dope, and we have a conversation on what it means to live your best life. Today, I'm going to be talking about podcasting, and we'll be interviewing two podcasters who have a really nice podcast. And the one thing that struck me at first was, of course, their names, right? So we have Mecca and Iklas, who, if you are a Muslim or know anything about Islam, you know that they do not have, like, regular names. Uh, <laughs> There's some very powerful uh, names with full meaning. And then once, when I started to listen to the podcast, it was different because they're, they're young and it has a, a different uh, feeling. You know, it doesn't feel heavy-handed as, as some podcasts that cover religious content could feel like. You know, one of the reasons I love Mufti Mink, he's, he's a hilarious uh, with his little jokes. Uh, but again, we're going to be talking about podcasts. So people, when you check this out on YouTube and SoundCloud and iTunes, I want you to subscribe. And then after you do that, I want you to go to iTunes and then follow, subscribe their podcast and check it out. So for those who will be watching, will you please introduce yourself? Sure. So I can start. My name is Mecca. Thank you for that incredible introduction. I don't think I've ever had so much respect put on my name. So I appreciate that. Um, I've been podcasting with Ikhlas uh, since early 2016. So over two years now, um, we have a, we co-host a podcast called Identity Politics, which we can get into a little bit later. And uh, Ikhlas actually founded the podcast. So I'll let her introduce herself and talk a little bit more about that. Hey, Assalamualaikum. I am Ikhlas, and I'm based in Atlanta. And yeah, that was an amazing intro. I like felt like I was stepping into a ring. I was like, "Red, yeah. <laughs> say my name." <laughs> no, but I'm really happy to be on the show today. I met you via Twitter, so it's nice to actually be able to meet in person. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank you. It, it, it's awesome. The, the coolest thing about, and I and, and I know I'm kind of jumping the shark, but the coolest thing about Twitter is being able to connect with Muslims who look like me and have sort of my experiences. So I remember when I saw Blackout E, right? And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, now, I, okay, I recognize fried chicken. <laughs> Listen. And, and, and greens and mac and cheese. I, I don't yes. like baklava, you know what I'm saying? Like when you, <laughs> when you see that, you go, okay, that's home. That, that feels... Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, I, I got this. Uh, and then the, the clothing, and then people doing. <laughs> I'm like, they showing out. So it yes. was. no squats. Wrap uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> squat. And so that's, and then, you know, I was like, okay, this is cool. And then your podcast, again, is so, it's so different. And then you have that fresh perspective. And you mentioned that you have this podcast titled Identity Politics. What is the story? behind why you actually started a podcast? Yeah, so we, uh, so I actually started the podcast in Chicago. Mecca and I were both living in Chicago and I kept telling Mecca and I kept telling my like now husband like, 
oh, I really want to start a podcast. And they were both like, just do it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. And it was coming out of this feeling of just looking in the media, not seeing myself reflected, right? Like how you just mentioned about being on Twitter and being able to see blackout Eid, right? And you're like, yes, these are things I know. These are Muslims I know. And so I wanted to create a podcast that reflected myself and my friends. And yeah, I thought a podcast would be a good way to do that. And so eventually after talking about it, my now husband, Joshua, sent me a calendar invite and he was like, okay, January, I think it was like the 16th. So like, this is the first day you're going to release your episode. And I did. <laughs> and I, the first thing I learned was that podcasting is really hard. <laughs> um, and it was nice that I had my mom as my first guest because a part of the podcast is just being able to tell the stories of, I wanted to tell the story specifically of Black Muslims, but also just younger Muslims as well, and the diversity of the Muslim American experience. And then Mecca was on the second episode, and I think by the third episode, I just said, just co-host the show with me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, she joined the team. Yeah, we've been podcasting ever since. Yeah, I will also add um, that one of the things you mentioned this at the top of our conversation that sometimes religious content can be a little stiff it can be a little bit hard to engage with it can be a little sometimes it feels irrelevant and for us religion is is of course what you know and what you believe but it's also how you live and so i think a big part of the podcast was helping to shed light on what a lived experience is as a Muslim and what that looks like through various identities, through various intersections, and to help make that journey a little bit more accessible and, and easier for people. Because I feel like a lot of times people talk about religion in terms of what they should do. It's all or nothing. Um, but we know that it's a journey um, that you go up, you go down, you stumble, you go side to side. It intersects with how you view and experience so much of the world. And so we wanted to just really provide a space where people could relax a little bit and not have to pretend to be experts on the faith like we do when we're communicating to non-Muslims and could actually grapple with things that are real struggles and are real, um, you know, areas where perhaps we have to grow in our knowledge and in our practice. And so that's something that I think we've been able to develop that I'm really proud of. Hmm. So where did the name Identity Politics come from and what are some of the topics you cover on the show? Um, so I can talk a little bit about the names. A class is usually a lot better than me at uh, summarizing some of the cool <laughs> topics. But the name identity politics, it's kind of an intentional reference to this idea that um, social groups can share interests and perspectives related to their identities, which can influence their politics. There's this one definition of identity politics that basically says that it's a response to oppression, um, that people are oppressed against based on their identities um, and sometimes resistance to that uh, oppression is due to how they identify. Um, and so identity politics gets a bad rap in the news and, you know, every sort of cultural critique these days. Um, but you'll notice that it's only used with regard to people of color. It's never actually used with regard to the white majority and the ways in which they wield identity politics. And so it's, it's a little bit, you know, it's not meant to be a literal take, um, but throughout the podcast we're interested in speaking to people from a variety of different identities and we want to uncover you know how those various identities influence their lives as Muslims in America because 
the experience of a young Arab disabled, you know, bisexual Muslim woman would be very different than an older black, you know, so the idea just being that we all have different stories to tell and our identities play a role in that and being Muslim is one of them. But what are some of the other interesting intersections that perhaps don't really get uh, explored a lot? Klaus, do you want to touch upon some of the topics that we've discussed? Yeah, definitely. And so just thinking about how we cover these multiple identities that people live, we also think about the topics. And one of the ways we kind of describe the podcast as well is it's like the conversation that you're having in your living room that you're kind of afraid to have in public. And mm-hmm. so Mecca and I would have tons of conversations with our friends, but we wouldn't really see those conversations happening in the media when Muslims are covered. And so the topics we've covered, they've ranged from, you know, people preparing to have families. So we've talked to um, expecting mothers. We've talked to women who just have babies and how they're thinking about family life. We've talked about, uh, recently we had an episode where we covered music um, and just thinking about, like, what does it mean to, like, be a Muslim artist or an artist who, like, uh, produces Muslim music. So we cover music as well. We've covered uh, one of our most popular episodes has been just like relationships. Uh, so we've had like our husbands on and we've talked to relationships and we've, we've also had a relationship expert. So we cover like the normal day-to-day topics and then, you know, sometimes we carve out space to, to have a very focused content series, which we just had during Ramadan, where every week we produce content uh, focusing on the five pillars of Islam. So we had people come in and share their how they live those pillars, right? Like Mecca mm-hmm. was saying, we don't, we're not experts on religion. So we're not bringing people in to like give us a class on theology, but it's like, how are you living this? Um, and those are the different types of topics that we cover. Now, earlier you, you mentioned Mecca like bisexual. I want to throw this out there to you because we know what our faith says. When, when you may cover that or talk to people, how does that go down or reconcile sort of with your understanding of what the Quran and Sunnah says about how we should live our life? So I think that one of the things that we try to do with our podcast is we actually turn that question around to the people who it's most relevant to. So we actually have had members of the LGBT community who do identify as Muslim on the show talking about how they've reconciled or still struggle with reconciling various aspects of their identities. Um, And I think what we really try to do is just make there be awareness that these intersections exist. Um, I think I've been in so many situations, so many masajid where we talk about members of different communities, like they're outside of the mosque walls, right? Like we'll say, you know, white people out there or gay people out there. And it's like, hold on, hold on. Within your congregation, within the Muslim community, there are also people who have those various identities. And so I personally, um, in my role on the show, I really see myself as a questioner and a facilitator and I invite people and I trust them to be the experts on their own lives and I try to be empathetic and, and curious about what that experience is like. But ultimately, if it's not my experience, then I don't necessarily feel the need to comment on or, or prescribe my uh, opinions on someone else's life that they live day to day. So 
hope that answers your question. Well, I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's your opinion. I, I was just, you know, wondering because it's, it's kind of like when, when, like when I hear Christian, Christian people say, love the person, hate the sin or, or whatever things you may hear. And, and because I, I even ask, I don't know, it's just one of those things where sometimes even when I see certain things or, and, and, and I see someone like, you know, gay Muslims, I kind of go, hmm. Yeah, I understand. I think for me, I also try to be really wary of what issues get elevated and who's responsible for elevating those issues. And so I don't think anywhere in like theologically, you'll find something like sexuality elevated above something like backbiting, elevated above something like associating other partners with God, even I would say like alcohol and drink, um, like gambling, like there are so many different types of deeds that we're asked to be wary of and our behavior that we're supposed to be conscious of. And so I try to be really cautious about not getting caught up in sort of a right wing agenda of, hey, you guys, it says this in your book, because I recognize that it's, it's not a spiritual tactic, it's a political tactic, it meant to kind of sow a bunch of hatred between different groups. And that's, that's not something that I'm necessarily trying to play into. Cool, cool. So what have you learned about your own ideas about Islam? since starting the podcast? Have you noticed a change in your own spirituality? I I would say I don't think that the podcast has necessarily changed my spiritual practice, but I do think that through doing the podcast, we've interviewed so many people now, and I think I've definitely learned way more than I anticipated. And so I know one episode that really just touched me is our one on like family. And so just like learning why a woman would like choose to stay home and like raise her children and have a homeschool, like that's something that like terrified me. (laughs) But having her come on the show, I was like, oh, wow, she like makes this sound really appealing. And I could see why someone would do that. And I think our ability to not have our ability to enter the interviews without judgment right of our guests Mm. and the identities that they carry and the reasons why they make certain decisions they do allows us to really just be inquisitive and we're like why is that oh when did you decide that and it opens up the conversation to places where you know we wouldn't think to go and so because the way we create the questions it opens this conversation um, that really exposes so much that I don't think that we would necessarily think to go there unless yeah. our guests like pointed us in that direction. So For I would sure. say I've definitely learned a lot more about how people exercise their faith, um, why they hold certain values that they do. And it's, yeah, it's really been illuminating for me, I would say. I also think one of the things that I love about this show is it kind of just gives us an excuse to look into things that maybe we haven't looked into before in like a a very like focused way. And so I remember when we were doing an episode where I invited um, some friends on who are Shia Muslims, that was one where I was like, I don't know anything. Like I'm a bad friend. I literally have no idea what the difference is. I just know these words exist. Like what's going on. Same thing. We had our episode about Zakat um, that we just did during Ramadan. I was like, this is embarrassing. I don't know all the rules. Like what is this? So I think it, it's really humbling, but it's also really 
exciting to have a chance to um, kind of revisit topics that maybe I learned about when I was younger. Uh, maybe I learned about uh, growing up in sort of a formal Islamic school education environment, but to actually, like we said earlier, like grapple with these in, in real life. Like, okay, if I were to do this, if I were to make Hajj, you know, what does that actually look like? What does it mean? Well, how do I know that I'm ready? Um, it, it allows us the space to actually approach our religious journey as something that like should be taken seriously and that we can take control over and not just sort of have it be a passive part of us. Hmm. So unlike you, I'm a revert. But like the two of you, I was born in this country and I am black. <laughs> and as I mentioned earlier, my life experiences don't reflect our Muslim brothers and sisters from the Middle East or Asia. How much of your black Muslim experience has influenced the direction of your podcast? I would say like a hundred percent. Like, <laughs> I and you know we talk about this on the show, but it it's still amazing that in 2018 people are surprised that you're black and Muslim. Like we weren't here first, and you know the show really isn't set up to prove a point that like black people are Muslims too. Like no, whatever. I don't have time to deal with your ignorance. And so that isn't the purpose of the show, but the show does create this space where black Muslims can feel affirmed in a country and a world where we're constantly told, you know, you're not really Muslim, right? And for some people, they face the opposite, right? Like you're not really black, like you're practicing this Arab religion, right? Like how many people have been told that? Like, why is your name that? Um, and it, it can be difficult to find that space where you feel comfortable, like Mecca mentioned that earlier in this interview of just like where you feel like I can relax, like I don't have to listen to this show and fear that they're going to say anything ignorant about black Muslims because there's so many podcasts that do that. There's so many TV shows where you're just like, damn, why can't you get it right? And not to toot our own horn, but I think we can. <laughs> I, think, I think we get a lot right um, when we're talking about the Black Muslim experience in this country. And I think we get it right because we're very intentional about it, right? And so we're a podcast where a lot of young Muslims listen to us, but we're also like, hey, you know, person that listens to our podcast, bring on your mom. Like, your mom is a Nigerian immigrant to this country. We also want to share her experience. You know, you're, you're searching to find your ancestry. You are looking for wanting to know who your great-great-grandparents are. Let's talk about that. And that's something that you don't hear on any other podcast, really. I mean, I haven't listened to it, so I need to be put on. Um, but I think that's what makes the show really meaningful, and it's done in such an authentic way that the irony of it all is that they're not just black Muslims who listen to our show. <laughs> Everyone is finding themselves in this podcast and taking this journey with us. And so we are, yes, black and Muslim, but that's not exclusionary, right? So we share different experiences. I don't know, Smeka. I got really passionate there. Oh, you said it. I was going to ask something, but I was like, let me just get this right out. This is great. No, nothing further, Your Honor. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. You know, I've never had a bean pie. What? You got to get your life right. How is okay. that possible? <laughs> never. <laughs> never had, never had one. And, and I was, and I, uh, 
y'all know uh sister mina diggins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and her book with the you know the bean pie and that's all i never had when she said well you know that's a bean pie recipe in the book <laughs> And okay, I'm, your first bean pie you should not make. You should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I've literally, literally have, have, have never had one because like the matches that I have gone to have been ones that have uh, in my area where there are brothers, you know, from all over the world. Uh, though I, I do I do know this one sister I was the Tougaloo with uh, who she's in the nation. So mm-hmm. she's like, the bean pie is everything. Mm-hmm. There's like rankings too. I know that there, there's competition. There's like Chicago, Atlanta, and like New Jersey. I want to say Philly is up there too. Philly is number one. I'm sorry. What? Wow. No, I knew you were going to say that too. I didn't even want to bring up Philly. But Philly and I knew you were going to say something. from Delaware, so it's complicated. Oh, that is complicated. Wow. That sounds like a Jollof Rice competition. <laughs> oh, it's, it's definitely at that level. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to give me some of that then. Yeah. For real. That. Um, podcasting is just taking off and so many people are podcasting they just had this huge conference podcast movement how do you see podcasting impacting how people are learning and connecting with one another so one of the things that's really cool about being a podcaster is that I'm also an avid consumer of podcasts, like both Iklaus and I, like we're constantly being like, have you heard this episode? Have you heard this interview? Have you heard this? And not just because we're preparing for our own show, like this was like before we even had a show. Um, and so I think podcasting is, is so captivating and intimate Um, It's not quite like a book because you can hear the voices, you can hear the emotions. Um, It's not quite polished like journalism, like sure there are talking points and and outlines, but the conversation goes where it goes. And as the hosts, we can admit fault, we can admit ignorance, we can have awkward pauses and make fun of each other. Like there's something that I think is really special about being able to broadcast like intimate familiar relationships with you know lots of other people and them feel a part of that and then when we meet people out in the streets they're like oh my god you're my best friend in my head and (laughs) and that's really cool because I'm like I have no idea who you are like but it's really flattering because I do feel like there's something unique about the podcasting medium where you're able to kind of access a different way of thinking and it makes you feel like you're a part of a conversation versus just, you know, watching a video, listening to a lecture. Um, You're actually sort of a part of the process. Yeah, I would definitely say that's so true. And I mean, how many times has that happened to me where I'll be talking to someone and like my friend, you know, I was talking to my friend last week and they said, and then I'll be like, wait a minute. I was not talking to a friend. I was in my living room (laughs) (laughs) listening to a podcast (laughs) and I was adding to a conversation. Um, But I think also the nice thing about podcasting, um, depending on like what level you're at, right? Like the host can be so accessible. And so you can like email and like tweet them. And so having that social media factor in as well just really brings life to the whole show. And so it adds to feeling like you're a part of a larger conversation. Hmm. So I want to throw this out there to you. What are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to? 
Yeah. We like we're like still processing like fans on the New York Times podcast still processing and recently I've been listening to The Nod um, by Gimlet Media which is really really good Um, and I listen to a Manwire uh, podcast which is also very good and they bring on different types of like spiritual leaders um, which I really enjoy that podcast I also listen to Column Institute, which is really just lectures produced in podcast format, but they're great, like spiritual, like pick me up. So super short, like 10, 15 minutes. Um, and they're like super practical because they're just like, how can you be a better friend like today? <laughs> um, so I like love those. Those are, I think, the ones that are I'm constantly listening. I think with the exception of still processing, I don't really listen to podcasts like in like continuity. Like I don't listen to the whole series. I have different podcasts for different moods. So like during Ramadan, um, I was listening to this podcast called the soul food podcast that had little 15 minute pieces of advice, um, for like fasting Muslims to make the most of Ramadan. And that was amazing when I'm feeling, you know, a little sentimental. I listen to the modern love podcast, which features, you know, love stories and, and different people reading those. And I love that as well. Um, and so I, I feel like I kind of have different shows for different vibes that I'm going for. I listen to like true crime podcasts. Um, I, I do listen to Hidden Brain, the NPR podcast, yeah. um, because it has like social science research and it just takes me back to a time where I could read about things <laughs> that were like why people are the way they are. Um, and so that's been a really cool one uh, to listen to as well. But it's definitely a mix, you know, like depending on like what I'm trying to learn, what I'm trying to improve, or just like how I want to be entertained there's definitely a show that's on my radar. Mm. So this is my fourth year podcasting. And I really feel. (laughs) Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing it a while, but I feel like I'm in my groove now. I feel like, okay, I got this. What have you done to find your own voice as a podcaster? And what is some of the feedback you've received from the Muslim community? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you do you want to start? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say <laughs> feedback starts at home. <laughs> we both have a very, uh, our husbands are avid listeners of the show. Um, probably number one, pictures of topics. Uh, you know, we'll give you the positive and the critical feedback. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm being silly about it, but it's actually really great. It, um, I, I, I feel like it's been helpful to have people who know me starting with a class and, and my husband and, and my friends just sort of be like, Hey, I really liked this particular thing about this episode. Or why did you guys ask this question? Or why didn't you ask this? Um, and we've been able to have really open and conversations with each other because we're friends as well as co-hosts and say, Hey, I don't think this worked or let's try this a little bit differently. Um, and we, like I said, we're avid consumers of podcasts. So I do feel like we're like, the toughest critics on ourselves like we listen to every episode several times before it airs uh, um, and just like to make sure that if we were listening to it as consumers like would we be texting somebody like did you hear these people on this podcast? I don't know what they're talking about you know so I think we have been able to surround ourselves um, with sort of some really valuable perspectives that keep us grounded and keep us curious and keep us just trying you know like we don't necessarily want to get 
we, we hit a, we've hit a groove, but I don't think we've gotten complacent. I think we constantly are trying to think what can we do to raise the bar, the quality, whether it's the quality of audio, the quality of our interviews, the quality of our guests. Um, we're committed to trying to improve that and see that forward. And I think with regard to the Muslim community, I don't know, it costs, but about you, but I, for me, it's been like very positive. Um, I like everywhere I go, um, including from other Muslim podcasters, I've just gotten encouragement. Keep doing what you're doing. This is really valuable. This is really um, important. I think a really surreal moment for us was when Layla Faldol from NPR mm. featured our story in her um, series about being Muslim in America. And she followed up with us and, and said, you know, what you're doing is important. And I'm like, okay, you're a real grown journalist, <laughs> you know, like award-winning national correspondent, you know, like this yeah. is, this is bizarre because, you know, neither of us are trained journalists, but it was definitely encouraging to know that um, our hard work has paid off and that we're onto something and that there's something about our authenticity and our dedication to like improving the quality that people are taking notice of and, and that people are finding value in. And so alhamdulillah for that, like I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of it. No doubt. No yeah. I think I would just CC <laughs> everything you said. Um, the other thing, the only other thing I would add to that is we get emails from people who listen to the podcast that are just, it's such special moments and really remind us why we keep doing this because people will be like, I'm in Toronto and I'm having a crazy time with school and like your podcast really keeps me going and it keeps me grounded. And when we're at like different Muslim events, people will walk up to us and they're like, wait, are you from like identity politics? And they'll tell us how much the show means to, means to them. And the first few times where this happened, we were just like, I, like, what do you mean this has changed your life? Like, stop being dramatic. And they'll be like, no, no, really. Like, I was working through this issue and you, like, helped me work through it by having this conversation. And that is just, it's really, I don't know, it's so crazy because two years ago, I don't think we're, we weren't thinking like, oh, let's go change people's lives. Definitely. Um, <laughs> we would have failed if that's what we were thinking of. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, let's just do the show, you know? Like, we never had, like, real expectations to like become you know alhamdulillah what we are today but it's really when we keep getting those messages from listeners that like really help us think about how do we structure the show so we're still so that you still feel like you're on this journey with us um and that's really special that's a blessing yes yes for sure all right y'all doing it big time <laughs> just trying to keep up with you I know. I have a lot of episodes, but I don't know about all that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just glad now that, you know, more people besides my mama listen to it. <laughs> listen, that's real. Yeah, that's getting real. over the mom hurdle, that's like months and months of work. <laughs> yes. Mecca's mom was like always on Facebook. She was like, good job. Love this episode. <laughs> but it's also hilarious because it's like, you know, the episodes that she actually has listened to. And then it's like, what about the ones that you haven't listened to? Like yeah. you're only posting some of them. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> oh my God. Once my mom realized that she we no longer like needed her one listen. She like, I think hasn't listened since like season two. <laughs> I have other things to do. <laughs> <clears throat> so a lot of people who start podcasts, like I'm very low tech with mine, but I know people, they got all kind of gear and mixes and yeah 
they've spent big time money on the microphones and totally. doing all kind of editing. What tech tools are you using to produce your podcast and how do you market them? Yeah, so uh, don't really do any marketing of the equipment, but I'm actually sitting by some of my equipment now. I think you um, meant of the show. <laughs> oh, of the show. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant like the audio recording equipment, like market it. Well, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> I, unfortunately, like I did not girl. manufacture <laughs> our equipment. <laughs> um, so just, I'll give a brief uh, thing about equipment. So the first uh, mics we bought in, Mecca actually still uses this one. And this is like the best one to get, this Audio-Technica. Um, mm -hmm. It's an awesome, like super affordable mic and easy to use um and then recently i got some fancier equipment so i don't use a mixer because mixers that gets like really complicated that's like higher level if you're just starting i probably wouldn't get a mixer but maybe further down the road but just having a handheld like recorder um is super easy and it helps like improve um audio quality and you can take it around with you so as a mic and then you can also hook a larger mic into it and then the last thing I'll say is then you can get a fancy mic, <laughs> um, which I have here with like headphones. Um, and this is good when you have a home like recording studio um, that maybe you want to have people come over and you want to interview guests like in your house, that's possible. Um, but yeah, then there are other things, right? Like you have to edit the show and then you actually have to have a podcasting hosting service. And so there are a lot of steps that go into producing it. I think what matters most is like how low or high level are you looking to do this, right? So if it's something fun that you just enjoy doing and you don't really care what the numbers look like or if it's just your mom listening to it, <laughs> then like you could just podcast on your phone. Um, yeah, so there are multiple tiers that like podcasting. And then um, I think you asked how we market the show. And so we do social media marketing. Mecca actually does a lot of our social media. Yeah, so <laughs> it manages that a lot of that. It's interesting because I, I, I do feel like our first, um, so we spent, I think initially spent a lot of time on social media marketing. So actually yeah. doing like Facebook ads, like targeted ads to the demographic that we thought, um, you know, was, you know, 18 to 25 black Muslim women and like major or black women in, in major cities that we had identified that had like large Muslim populations, you know, things like that. Um, you know, started posting more on Twitter, social media and things like that. But I have to say the biggest bumps in listenership have come from coverage on other shows. Um, yeah. so our first bump was we were mentioned on BuzzFeed's Another Round podcast. And then, you know, we got the NPR bump when we were on there. And so when we actually, like, we'll, we might get, you know, 10, 20 more listeners from an ad or something like that. We'll get more likes on our posts or things like that. Mm -hmm. But I think the largest influx of listeners happen around some sort of exposure to a, an audience that maybe wouldn't ordinarily have come across us. And I actually think Instagram has been a really great tool too. Yeah, Instagram um, has like gotten way more traction than other sure. platforms. And then just to add to that, in addition to being in other media outlets, the guests that we have on the show, mm -hmm. right? So guests bring their own networks. 
So some of the episodes we had like really popular guests. Um, one of our guests actually is now like getting ready to produce a show on HBO. <laughs> um, and so like whenever we like tweet out her episode being like, hey, congrats on the new book release of the show, like she'll retweet it. Um, and she has a large following. So it's, it's also when you're podcasting, you would want to think about, you know, like who are you bringing on the show? Mm. Okay, I'm going to take you little tips. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down in your notebook. <laughs> trying to grow. I'm trying to grow here. Yeah, it's really about relationships too. And like developing relationships with other podcasters has been really good for us. And, you know, as much as people like shout out our show, we like to always shout out like other shows, especially other Muslim podcasters who are doing this work. And so, you know, there's Taz and Zara from Bit Muslim Bad Muslim. And there's Iman Wire, who I mentioned. And, you know, we have relationships with all of these people. And BuzzFeed has seen something say something. And he's a friend of the show. So having this network and connecting with other people who will do cross promotion is really good. Awesome. Awesome. So what do you hope to accomplish with your podcast? You know, one day have uh, my own like show like Oprah. <laughs> you're acting like you're playing, but you know, it's true. <laughs> that's your long game here. You know, so that's the long game. Um, no, no, no. That, that, that used to be a dream. But um, I don't know, you know, Allah Alam, right? Like Allah knows where the journey will take both of us. I think that we both still want to do podcasting and we still are enjoying what we do. Um, so as long as we're enjoying it and it's of benefit to us and the community, I think we'll keep doing it. Hopefully we don't have anything like Facebook happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I also think, you know, tying back to what we said at the start of this conversation, I, I, I think it would be a huge blessing. Like if nothing else, if nothing else, if we help it, if we help make it easier for like one person to be Muslim and to live their Muslim life um, and to not feel shame about that, to not feel burdened by that, to not feel scared of that, of, you know, what does it mean to be a religious person? You know, like, mm -hmm. I, I think if we can make that journey like a little bit easier, like even for one person, then I feel like we fulfilled our purpose. Mm. That's all right. It's all right. I'm trying. I'm, I'm still trying to get get better there myself. Uh, it's a journey. It, it never is. stops. Never. <laughs> that, never. never. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get, get better myself. So, sometimes, you know, days are real good, you know. And of course. I'm like, why am I getting upset so quickly? I'm like, okay. I need to. Yeah. Yeah, no, it happens. It, that's right. It's not safe, right, if you're not tested. All right, all right. I'm I'm having a great time. Same. We are today. too. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. Um, before we go, what is your advice or your pro tips for those folks who want to get into podcasting? I think just start. <laughs> you know, I like I started this interview saying how, you know, I just kept talking about it, but I could have just been like two years later, I still could have been talking about it. Um, and I think you just really have to get out there, you know, um, get the cheapest equipment possible, right? Like all you need is a mic. You can use the mic on your phone 
And the nice thing about podcasting is that it's okay to not have like your best quality episodes from the very beginning. Like we go back and listen to earlier episodes and we're just like, ah. wow. <laughs> but, like <laughs> but it's okay. Right. Cause that's the beautiful thing about podcasting. Like we keep saying the word journey and we mean it like a spiritual journey, but also like, an actual journey and it's so funny like listeners will come to us and be like wow you you really improved since like episode eight like you really improved since episode 10 and it's like they've also been on this journey with us like watching us grow and like watching us like improve um in all of these different areas so don't think everything has to be perfect from the beginning because it doesn't like you'll learn and you'll grow and eventually you'll be at a point where you're like I'm really proud of what I of what I've been doing. This is I'm really happy. I'm really proud of this. Um, yeah. So I think we just have to start. Yeah. And I think to underscore that point, um, one is to humble yourself. Uh, you're not as interesting as you think. Uh, your idea is not as unique as you perhaps imagine it to be. There are going to be lots of people who came before you. There are going to be lots of people who come after you. And so you just kind of have to try something, <laughs> you know, you have to try and you have to listen back and you have to be honest with yourself and say, uh, I didn't really hit the nail on the head or I wasn't really as prepared as I should have been. Mm -hmm. Or like maybe I wasn't ready to have that conversation with that guest. Um, I think mm -hmm. it, it's a real game of like humbling yourself. And, um, you know, like a said, you start and then you learn and you learn in public. And that has been really great because I feel like I have lots of people to hold me accountable. Like even this Ramadan, my husband was like, I thought this was one of your Ramadan goals. You haven't been hitting that Ramadan goal. And I was like, oh, <laughs> stupid podcast. Like, <laughs> but yeah. it's like, it's actually really great to be able to learn in public, um, to be able to continue to try, to continue to grow. And then the other thing I would say is to just commit. Um, to keep going, like starting is hard, but I think as in, in terms of the journey, like it's the easiest part, but actually continuing to do it, I think is a lot harder. And you don't need to have like a, a podcast that continues to forever. I literally was just talking to a girl who had an idea and I was like, map out your first five to 10 episodes mm -hmm. um, and what you want to say, like in those five to 10 episodes, record them, release them um, and see how you feel after that. Um, and so I think it's it just commit to something, uh, commit to a project, you know, actually like work on it. Like, like it's a project um, and then that commitment combined with just like your uh, desire to continue to learn and continue to grow like it'll definitely pay off mm. how how was it like podcasting during ramadan Ugh. it's rough it's like literally rough. <laughs> don't do it rough. <laughs> we were doing we were recording like after Fajr. yeah like like, like it was and then going yeah. to work and then yes. go on like no yes and i don't think we've said this but we are the only people that work on this podcast yeah. <laughs> so like, from start to finish it's just us so it's like you record after pleasure and like either after iftar you're editing before iftar is that was our first time doing it and it was it was a struggle but the series was like mashallah like i listened back and i'm like yeah. wow 
I'm I proud of the really series, from these <laughs> but I would never record during Ramadan. Again. Yeah. Like, I know you're never supposed to say never, but that was like, look, my throat was dry. Like, I was like, I was like, <laughs> like, it was like crust on my lips. Like, no one should be subjected to a crusty lip self, like, in the after fudger. Like, I know. And it's crazy because our guests, too, I felt like they also had no option but to, like, say yes, right? Because it's like Ramadan, and we're like, hey, we want to talk to you about Salah. We want to talk to you about <laughs> And it's like, it's hard that. to be like, no, I, I'm not trying to talk about that during Ramadan. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, mashallah for I guess who came on during that series, because I know just as difficult as it was for us, it was for them. And, like, to record after Fajr, like, wow, mashallah. So, like, a huge shout out to everyone who came on. Mm, I didn't podcast at all during Ramadan. But you're a yeah, smart it, man. You made a smart decision. <laughs> it was... It was one for me, just you know, getting up early enough for Sahur, it's like you just gotta do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you know, you gotta get your meal in, but you also gotta get your liquids in, mm-hmm. you know, so you can make it through the day. And someone sort of exactly. asked me once, you know, and I was like, you know what, that first week, <laughs> that first week is a little tough. And then you get into the little groove. And then all of a sudden, them last three days, you kind of go like, okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're like, okay. Uh, so that, that was interesting. And then, but see, you've done this all your life. Uh, most of your life in fasting. And so, you know, for me, like, my first Ramadan, I'm in Mississippi, and Magadab hit in that five something range mm-hmm. that's an easy day yes mm-hmm. but now what you got till it's gone <laughs> yeah, literally yeah we hit that 8 30 day now you know mm-hmm. so it's a it's a it's a different it's a different day our <laughs> <laughs> people oh man thank you so much for coming on the show i had such a great time today Thank you for having Yay. us. Please invite yeah. us back again. This is <laughs> so time. fun. You're welcome. Oh, uh, well, thank you. And we're going to have to get you a bean pie, like, stat. Like, <laughs> yes. that, that's urgent. Yes. <laughs> I hope that, look, I hope it's tasting now. I don't want to be like, is this what this is? Nah, like? it's oh. good. It's good. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> right. I want to be, because you said Philly. And I was in Philly a couple of summers ago for a conference. And it, to me, it was just so amazing because when I'm going to that little mar- we're going to that, that market, I'm like, look at all these black Muslims. <laughs> I've never seen this in my life. Yeah. Because I'm in Mississippi. So I, you don't really see them like walking around a lot. We out here. <laughs> yeah, well, know, y'all y'all in cities where i guess we're we're like a plethora yeah that's intentional yes. <laughs> a very short list of places that yes. I live for a long yes. time yes <laughs> right. all right so people you know how i do this the video cast will be going up on youtube i need you to subscribe leave your comments the podcast is going up on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow, subscribe, leave your comments because your boy's trying to get Oprah on the show. And you know I want her to know that I'm doing it big around here. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. As always, people, I would like to thank my guests for coming on the show. Invest in you, EDU. Peace. Thank you.